Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, August 6, 2020. This is the Feast of the Transfiguration, by the way. So happy Transfiguration to all of you out there celebrating the feast. I wish I had better news <laughs> than what we're going to talk about today. Now, I suspect that everyone has wanted me to talk about the explosion in Beirut. And I do want to mention a few things about it because I, um, I did a blog today on the website about the strangeness of the explosion because I was getting all sorts of emails and videos and pictures from people. I mean, it was astonishing. It was a flood of people with speculations and asking me what I thought about it. So I did a blog about uh, two very different speculations I had about it, one kind of mundane and the other really wild and out there and, and crazy. Um, I'll let you guys read the blog to see just how crazy <laughs> the idea was. But, but the thing is, at the time I was thinking, you know, I was watching all these videos, looking at all these pictures, and nothing that I was thinking really made much sense other than the crazy thought. Well, as I was beginning to write the blog, two people independently, they didn't know each other, emailed me, and they were thinking pretty much the same thing which I thought was really, really weird that they were not only seeing what I was th seeing, but thinking more or less along the same lines. So I incorporated that in my blog. Well, basically, to, to cut to the chase, and this isn't even the main subject of today's news and views, but to cut to the chase, the idea that I had was perhaps somehow they have figured out a way to, to crack the hydrogen-oxygen bonds of water vapor in the atmosphere in addition to tapping into you know, free hydrogen, free oxygen in the atmosphere to use as oxidizers for some sort of really dramatic fuel air explosion. Now, most of, most of the signature of, of the explosion, the first video I saw... I concluded that it had to have been some sort of fuel air explosion. When, when the perspective was changed, I changed my mind on that because I, I began to see other videos. But uh, it is true, as I mentioned in the blog, that there was a grain elevator nearby that the warehouse was storing ammonia nitrate. So you've got all the ingredients for a very powerful explosion uh, when you combine the two. But anyway, I'll let you read the blog. But the cracking idea and a possible very, very small or very, very slight nuclear or thermonuclear component to the event is the wild and crazy, totally out there, ridiculous, off the end of the twig speculation. And uh, part of that speculation involves, of course, with any nuclear event, you would have some measure of an electromagnetic pulse. And at the time I was doing the blog, I did not see a video that was subsequently sent to me by a friend 
it's on YouTube, and I, I'm posting it with this news and views from the Nefarium. It's actually a video of a Roman Catholic priest in Beirut beginning uh, the celebration of the Mass, uh, and he's, he's in the part of the Mass that he is sensing the church. And um, shortly after he begins this process, you see the shockwave hit, and he's thrown off balance and so on and so forth. But approximately two seconds before the shockwave hits, the power in the church goes out. Now, I'm not saying that's an electromagnetic pulse. We don't know why the power goes out. Uh, so it's neither confirming my idea, but it's certainly not contrary to it. But I include that video here for you guys that have watched or read the blog that are following the story. I'm including that link so that you can look at it just for your information. Now, uh, before we get started in today's main blog, don't forget we do have a vid chat tomorrow at 630. Uh, I will be there early as I always am in the afternoon for our pre-chat uh, informal conversation and so on and so forth. I've already had some uh, questions submitted. Remember, you've got to get your questions, comments in by midnight, my time tonight. So if you're thinking about it, uh, send them in. Now, there's, I'm constantly amazed at everybody that, that follows uh, my website or follows these news and views at the dot connecting that you guys out there are doing. And today I have to say this, this bit of dot connecting is not my own. It's coming from two readers uh, of this website. And it's two very, very short things. And I have to wonder if it's connected because the people that sent me these things are, are obviously noticing this. I have said for many years, I suspect that the websites where you send in samples of your DNA and they will return a, an analysis of your DNA and tell you basically where you came from genetically in, in terms of human genetic history. And I have suspected for a long time that there's another agenda to those websites. One of them in my wild and, and crazy high octane speculation ideas is that they might be trying to identify a population on the planet that looks like us and walks like us and talks like us, but that genetically is probably a different species in the genus Homo. In other words, we're Homo sapiens sapiens. We might be dealing with Homo sapiens Martian or you know what have you. The only way to do it would be to, to do some sort of genetic analysis. So that's one of my suspicions I've been entertaining for quite some time. But now with this coronavirus plan scandemic, as I like to call it, we are hearing about the possibility of uh, DNA or RNA uh, modifying vaccines that will actually modify your DNA as a way of boosting immunity to the virus, okay? And we've even heard uh, Bale Gates, as I like to call him, talking about vaccines that have to be administered in several installments, just like your Microsoft Windows update, folks. <laughs> so anyway, so there's news on the vaccine front, and it's occurring during right now during the planned scandemic. So I have to wonder if it's related to this idea of DNA vaccines 
And then the other part of the story that we need to to recall here is that during this whole plan scamdemic, we've been hearing from various doctors having success using hydroxychloroquine as a means of uh, prophylactic prevention and also in some cases as a means of actually curing people that get sick with the virus, okay? And of course, the propertainment media has been doing their very best to shut down discussion of hydroxychloroquine, all right? And I've blogged a couple times on, on the website about the subject of hydroxychloroquine. Well, two people have noticed a story about Ancestry.com, okay, and a Google pat a patent that they discovered while doing patent searches on Google, okay? And I want you to listen to these two things I am not even going to do my normal thing today and give you my own high-octane speculation. I'm just putting these two things out there for you guys to make of them <laughs> what you will, all right? The first one is an article that appeared just yesterday by uh, Chibu, uh, Chibuiki Ogu. I believe that's a Japanese name, Uh just appeared yesterday. It's a very short article on Reuters, and I'm going to read the whole thing to you. It's that short. Uh, it's titled Blackstone to Acquire Ancestry.com for $4.7 billion. Okay? Now listen to this. Blackstone Group Incorporated said on Wednesday it agreed to acquire genealogy provider Ancestry.com, Inc., from private equity rivals for $4.7 billion, including debt, placing a big bet on family tree chasing as well as personalized medicine. There's your, there's your RNA, DNA-based vaccines. Ancestry.com is the world's largest provider of DNA services, allowing customers to trace their genealogy and identify specific genetic health risks with tests sent to their home. Blackstone is hoping that more customers staying at home amid the COVID-19 pandemic will turn to Ancestry.com for its services. Quote, we believe Ancestry has significant runaway for further growth of people of all ages and backgrounds to become increasingly interested in learning more about their family histories and themselves, David Kestenbaum, a Blackstone Senior Managing Director, said in a statement. Isn't that nice? The deal is Blackstone's first acquisition out of Blackstone Capital Partners 8, the largest ever private equity fund that raised $26 billion from investors last year. Ancestry.com has more than 3 million paying customers in about 30 countries and earns more. That What a wonderfully wide sample of the population, huh? <laughs> earns more than $1 billion in annual revenue. Launched in 1996 as a family history website, it harnessed advances in DNA testing and mobile phone apps. There's your contact tracing in the following two decades to expand its offerings. Blackstone is buying Ancestry.com from private equity firms Silver Lake, Spectrum Equity, and Permira. 
Singapore Sovereign Wealth Fund, GIC, another Ancestry.com investor, said it will continue to maintain a significant minority stake in the company. The acquisition's price tag represents a significant jump to Ancestry.com's valuation from four years ago when Silver Lake and GIC invested in the Lehigh, Utah-based company at $2.6 billion valuation. That's right, folks. Ancestry.com is a Mormon-associated corporation, and we know, of course, that they keep rather good historical, familial, genealogical records. So share your data with the corporate beast, okay? <clears throat> now, make of that what you will. The connection now between DNA-specifically-based medicine, the fact that this sale is going on right now during the coronavirus plan scamdemic, as I like to call it. And now let's turn to the other side of the story <laughs> because when I, when I read both of these together, I said, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> and this one is so short, folks. This, this little part of, of today's news and views is only one paragraph, and I'll show you the piece of paper on the printout. It's not very long at all. This is an abstract of a patent that someone sent to me, and I put the link, I'll put the link up for you uh, when I post this video. And again, folks, make of this what you will. When I get done, I'm going to give you the reminder to tune into the vid chat, get your questions in. I'm not even going to speculate on this one. This one's all in your lap, okay? This person found a patent on Google during a patent search. And the title of the patent, patent, and please listen carefully, is Treatment of Radiation Disorders. And listen to what it actually says. This is from the abstract. Quote, The present invention provides methods and compositions for the treatment of DNA damage related disorders. Let me repeat that one because for those of you following this vaccine, uh, DNA, RNA based vaccine uh, business that they're talking about for the uh, plan scamdemic, this is very important. I'll read it again. Quote The present invention provides methods and compositions for the treatment of DNA damage related disorders. One embodiment is a method for the inhibition of side effects associated with chemotherapeutic and radiotherapeutic agents using chloroquine compounds. Let me repeat that one again in case you missed it. One embodiment is a method for inhibition of side effects associated with chemotherapeutic and radiotherapeutic agents using chloroquine compounds. Another <laughs> embodiment is a method for treatment and or prevention of lethal or sublethal radiation toxicities associated with terrorist acts or war. 
Let me read that one again. And that's how the paragraph ends, too, folks. One embodiment is a method for the inhibition of side effects associated with chemotherapeutic and radiotherapeutic agents using chloroquine compounds. Another embodiment is a method for treatment and or prevention of lethal or sublethal radiation toxicities associated with terrorist acts of war. Chloroquine compounds, radiation sickness, and treatment thereof. Gee, I wonder if that may be why they're so hell-bent on spending billions of dollars creating a type of vaccine that's never existed before that may or may not end up doing some sort of damage or modification to human DNA when you can take a $1 pill, <laughs> which, oh, by the way, <laughs> we're being told here, might be useful for the treatment of radiation sickness. <laughs> okay, folks, I, as I promised, uh, as I promised, um, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to speculate on that one. This one is in you guys's ball court. Uh, don't forget, we have a vid chat tomorrow at six thirty U.S. Central Time. Please get your comments and questions in. I'm being very strict now about the deadline. I cannot take questions on the day, uh, especially after I've already gone online. And the reason being that that the emails do something that make the font when they print out very, very tiny. And I've tried every which way I can figure out to try and stop them from doing that and nothing works. So I have to do a lot of stuff to make sure that it, when it prints out, I can actually read it. So please get your questions and comments in today. Uh, tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's vid chat will be at six 30 and then two weeks from tomorrow, we'll have another one that will be the European African time zone vid chat. So anyway, that's today's news and views, guys. <laughs> We're all over the place on it today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless.